What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the Growing Together podcast. My name's Kaylin. I'm Kyra. And we're here to walk with you through life, faith, relationships, and money. What here see was you just listening to? Stop. I knew I was anyway, get you. I knew you were going to say something because as I was listening to it, you didn't say anything, so I knew you were going to say something. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just like looking at our plant. Like, why is it? It's fast a different way. But I just heard Australian accent saying something and i was like i know that hail song documentary came out and then i just was making um, sure that it well, wasn't uh i kind of love my naivete towards like famous fame i don't know i have apostrophes over famous um not apostrophes quotes famous churches or like Ooh, she hmm. didn't do english composition <laughs> i really could i could Ooh, study she up need on that quick a little bit access. more okay listen <laughs> Um, I don't know like famous church. Well, I mean, like obviously I know the names of them, but I don't know who pastors them. I don't know all the behind the scenes. So anyway, my friend reposted a reel that was talking about like emotional intelligence. Based what, what, what kind of friend is this? Is this a friend that's in ministry? Is this a friend that is in education? Like no. who was who's reposting this heresy on your timeline? <laughs> Stop it. I can't say anything because everyone's going to know. Well, don't say the name, but like, is it a pastor? Is it an author? Is it a... Pastor's wife? Can I say that? Oh, you specific! No, she's just a friend. Who was you talking about? Um, and so I just was tapping through, st- like watching stories and it just happened to po- pop up, whatever. But it actually was like, I actually think I agreed with it. And he was basically just saying, um, emotions are not... Um, directives emotions are not you know okay you feel sad so now you have to do something about it emotions don't mean that you have to go on a rant or you have to do always do something with them or go tell somebody about them or write out a caption or write out a post about them and post it Mm -hmm. sometimes feelings just are it doesn't mean it's a directive and you have to do something with it or do something about it it's just information but what, how, what about when you store that information and your hard drive is full? Well, I think you, I... You got to delete it some way. And sometimes the way to purge it is to okay. write a post. Yes, I agree. I'm not saying obviously there's never a time because I I love social media for the vulnerability that people are willing to share. But do I think every time somebody feels an, an emotion, they need to go on an Instagram story rant or whatever? No, absolutely not. And I also think messages like that, I think sometimes people will speak in specifics. They will speak in derivatives and like in a direct way to make it, I don't know, like catch your attention. Mm -hmm. But I always read nuance into everything. Okay. So I'm like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. I love it. But I, I also understand he's probably not saying never share or speak about any emotion. I think that is such a good principle to live by. Reading nuance and everything. Oh boy! I mean, our generation. Um, I always I'd be trying to give us credit that we probably don't deserve, but people are coming from pagers and basically next tail walkie talkies. I don't know if you remember where they'd go, and then you talk and you know. But before cell phones were like legit cell phones and they had range and like weren't on minutes and had unlimited plans, there are different ways people communicate letters morse code how all the older people used to do stuff 
Um, but our generation had text messages, unlimited text messages. So we were, you know, some of the first test dummies to experience oh, the lack of nuance that happens through text. Um, actually, maybe we're not, we weren't first, but the instant response, instead of having the letter come by sea or by pigeon, like I, rem- I vividly remember my first times misreading or misinterpreting what someone said through text and it being an unnecessary argument, but all because we weren't understanding the nuance that was going on there. Also, so, I wonder back in the day if they were really, it's not like, well, I, I guess this is just my assumption that they weren't writing to somebody every single day. It was probably once a week or once a month even mm-hmm. to get to the post office and be able to get your letter across the world or wherever the, the person you're sending it right. to. Right, you know? and then they was getting intercepted. So the person who was expecting the message was just like, what happened? It reminds me of the notebook. You remember like kind of the storyline? Yeah, I think we watched it together, yeah. Dude is writing her letters and stuff because she goes away and she oh, her yeah, parents are like hiding them from her. And then after all these years, he's just like, I wrote you every day. She didn't got married, I had a whole different that. life. She's just that spoiler alert. Oh, my goodness. I they haven't know, seen that. Haven't seen they ain't sipping hard enough. <laughs> they ain't sipping hard enough. But um, was that guy preaching? Yeah, I think it was a message. I don't know if it was like at like a, a youth or like young adults. I don't know. I didn't see the crowd. It was preaching? It was just like a snippet. Where was the gospel? Where was the gospel? No, I'm not going to be that guy. It, wh- okay. I, I'm trolling. Can I troll? I was going to be like, please. I really don't. could be that guy. But again, I'm trying to have the nuance that, in my opinion, well, every time actually, somebody steps in the pulpit, they need to be preaching the gospel, period, point blank. Yeah. I think that, I don't know if it was like a young adults thing, but um, it was like a, a, what's it called? Like a series on, I think it said emotional something. So I guess they're doing a series. Was it like a Sunday thing or was it like a... I, I was just in the story. You're not a part of the congregation. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. You, I should qualify. I just got caught clicking through and listened to it. And that's, that was that. I should qualify that if it's a Sunday morning, Sunday gathering of the believers, that gospel need to be being preached. This ain't no motivational rah, rah self-help. I think that was quite the opposite because he said that typically pe- parents who are unintentional and unaware raise children that are also unintentional and unaware and people be like, oh, we need to lay hands and pray this generational curse away. And it's he's just like, no, it's not that it has to be some generational curse or something that you need to pray away, but it's actually something tangible and that people don't know how to manage their emotions. They're not ready for me to start talking in specifics about praying stuff away and generational curses. I <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna be nuanced with you and just plead the fifth. <laughs> you always try to be so messy. It's only messy because the, a lot of this stuff is up for debate, and I love debating. And I know a lot of people in our audience probably don't fall on the same theological and doctrinal lines that i do so i just think that it could be funny if we ever have those discussions so whenever they like come up i just kind of like poking the bear again these are true issues these are not salvific so that's why i'm kind of trolling whenever stuff like that comes up because it's just kind of funny to go back and forth again no hard feelings y'all anywho um what did you learn this week 
I was surprised you wasn't going to say nothing about this drink that I'm drinking. I was going to, but I've had to fight my battles this week. Did you notice that I'm trying not to show the camera? Yes, I did notice. If you are listening to me and you can't see what I have a cup from a restaurant. It's red and white. I want y'all to guess where it's from. You're thinking Chick-fil-A. You're wrong. Chick-fil-A was not open on Sunday. Y'all, y'all, I am drinking a drink. From Cane's Chicken Fingers. And let me tell y'all, I had Cane's like three I'm days gagging. before getting this drink right here. And it was gasoline. I'm talking straight ethanol. Just whew, fire. It was hot. It oh, had that's seasoning. That's actually from Saturday. Yeah, it had seasoning and all that. We went again on Sunday because Kyra got like an emergency hit up from a friend that was at the airport and she's a good girl. So Kyra goes, great friend, I should say. She goes, picks up her friend. It's like 11 p.m. And I hadn't eaten anything. Kyra didn't either. And so did her friend. Her friend was starving. So we all got canes. And let me tell y'all, it was so weak. So I will not be visiting again. Um, and unless Kane's got a scripture under this, then it's okay for me to uh, slander them. <laughs> Right now, um, they, they may be a Christian company, probably not. We stand in and out in Chick fil A, though. But what did I learn this week? Yeah. Um, well, I just took a fat L today, so my feelings are a little hurt if I'm being like totally real with you. Um, hey, don't forget, just because you have a feeling doesn't mean you need to go on a rant about it. Oh, doesn't mean you need to go on a rant, no, but it's cathartic for me, <laughs> so you know. There's a preacher that was talking about catharsis being like, y'all think I be tripping? There was a very fundamental, fundamentalist preacher that was talking about catharsis just being so rooted in psychology and it's just being terrible. And I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking about it. Well, but, I mean, just because it feels good doesn't mean it is good. And that's facts. And I think that's kind of the lane that the preacher was coming from. Um, the catharsis is like a psychological Wait, phenomenon that, that isn't rooted necessarily in biblical truth so whenever people start to hedge so much on psychology and therapy without the bible then that's problematic um and that's why even when we do like ad reads for faithful counseling which is a subsidiary or a dba for better help and better help is therapy um we always do the disclaimer look therapy don't replace your bible because even some Christian therapists don't deal with the prevalent sin that is in people's life. And I believe in calling sin, sin, and I'm never going to bite my tongue on that. So if you're going to a secular therapist and I just don't think that they can fully counsel the whole person if they don't deal with the state that people are in. And again, that's an unpopular opinion, but I would say it's fact because God created us. Well, so we live in a fallen world. So we got to deal with that. Anywho, though, um, what were you saying? I said, what did you learn this week? Oh, yeah. So I had a feeling. Um, I have a feeling. Can I can I vent it, though? Am I going to be in trouble? I feel so like I can't complain today. Kyra was getting on some people that was complaining. Oh, my goodness. I can't stand complainers. And I'm just like, don't we complain every week on the podcast? <laughs> no. But it's different, though, because we complain kind of ish vent to each other but this is going out to social media but it's not like for the purpose like we're talking to each other right versus influencers who go on and complain to social media 
You know what I mean? Yes. Well, I think that when I, <laughs> I don't know if you call it complaining because I feel like con- complaining is just like this repetitive, always like something negative, like no hope, just completely accept defeat, just like miserable, like mm-hmm. just talking out of a state of misery. Helpless. I don't, I don't think I do that. I'll, no. I'll say things that are annoying to me or whatever. Like, okay, sure, that's a complaint. But I don't live in a state of complaining where it's just like, oh my goodness, are you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, anyway, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, oh, well, easy for you to say, Miss Privilege. Easy for you to say, Kaylin, Miss Mr. Privilege. But like everybody has issues and problems and things going on that are relative to them, that relative to them are big deals in their life. Um and whether or not you decide to talk about that is on you. It could be cathartic to you to tell everybody on social media. Um, but from my own experience, sometimes it's just best to keep your business off the internet. As I sit here. As we tell our have business. a conversation with my wife. Whatever. But I think that this is important. But what I learned this week? Well, I finished my Goggins book this week. Um, it was kind of like late last week. Um, I have not started any actually i did start a new book but i'm not gonna be able to do that because i announced on my channel i repeat i announced on my channel this is not a shout out i don't really want some of y'all who listen to this to go over there because you're not my target audience but if you're into business and politics and entrepreneurship and things like that then maybe it's for you but i announced on my channel that um i am getting my private pilot's license and just side note really quick i was listening to a friend's podcast and i heard him mention that he's getting his and i eeked mm-hmm. what's the last time you eeked you know what i mean by eeked mm-hmm. it was like 12 a.m and he's like yeah i'm getting it i'm like what so i texted him and we had a whole conversation the next day and i called my other friend who's like an actual like low-key commercial pilot and i'm just super excited because organically like i didn't even talk to this guy about this thing this has been something i've been having private i told my brother like like last week or whatever but but besides you no one on this planet knew that i was doing that and the fact that we're kind of doing it at the same time is like pretty cool but so i've been learning a lot about that and aviation and uh doing ground school but what i'm announcing this following week is that i'm getting my real estate license which we already announced last week. You might week. Already, already have it by the time you Yeah, like we announced it last year, actually, that we were doing that. But for those of y'all who are in the know and watch our vlogs, you know that we kind of started this process back in 2016, but kind of put it on pause and have been ever since. But yeah, I finished all my classes. I did my fingerprints today, and I'll be taking my test um, dang near tomorrow. But on the aviation thing, I'm going on my discovery flight tomorrow. And the discovery flight is like what the flight instructors take you to um, see what it's like being on like a smaller plane. We've been on a smaller plane before because we literally jumped out of one on our honeymoon in Hawaii, but we've never been at the helms of one and controlling one. So, And the doors will be closed. Yeah. So hopefully I don't get sick. There's no parachutes either. So there's that. How would you get sick? Um, it's the motion sickness being in it. So the turbulence is different when you're you in a small. You failed to tell me that. Yeah. When you're in a small plane, um, the turbulence hits different. Oh, no. That's my worst nightmare. Yeah. 
You were withholding that information. No, I just learned it. You asked what I learned this week. Yeah, okay. Well, Kaylin's been saying like, oh, maybe you should book yours too. Like it could be, and I'm like, no, no, I always try and drag Kyra into everything I'm doing. No, thank you. Um, but you that learn? really just sealed the deal for me. Did you learn anything this week? Um, no. No? <laughs> I don't know. You just read 50 pages of your book in an hour. Kyra was speed reading. I'm like, when you learn how to read so fast. Do I read fast? I need to time myself. You, because re- I, I recorded a video. It was 20 minutes. And I saw Kyra on like page nine. By the time I was done, 20 minutes later, she was on like page 60. How? I'm 55. Um, I don't know. I didn't know I was a fast reader. Am I a fast reader? I don't know. I've never, what's, I don't know what the average is. Anyway, I started reading Where the Crawdads Sing again. I had started reading it like months ago. Um, and then schoolwork just, I was too much reading, too many books everything too much going on which i'm my class is about to start next week so we'll see if i can finish where the crawdads oh, snap. i still haven't even finished married sex but i'm just taking a break from it because i kind of got burnt out mm-hmm. i just need a break i do that with a lot of his books oh like i'll just well like i always feel like this is my ideal time is that i would have like my bible reading time mm-hmm. my like writing down my prayer time a fiction book I'm reading and then like a nonfiction kind of book that I'm reading or like a, I guess I call it self-help, but I really hate that. I hate saying that. Call it personal development. That's still the same thing. <laughs> um, but kind of just like a, a teaching book. I'm going to call it a teaching book. That's, that's good. That is really good. That just made me really happy that I thought of that. Um, that would be like my ideal spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, realistically, the fiction is always the first one to bounce. Why? Because it's just like, by the end of the day, like, I'm just like, I can't even think about getting into, because like, when you first start a book, there actually is like a lot of mental work that you have to do to remember the characters' names and kind of think about setting and like, okay, if it's set, like, um, Where the Crawdad Sings is set in North Carolina at a marsh. So I'm like, what is a marsh? And then they're talking about these certain kinds of plants. So then I'm like, looking up what are these plants look like so I can really have a good visual. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it it takes work. And so by the end of the day, I'm just like, I literally cannot think about putting any mental. Yeah. And your entertainment itch is already scratched because you still like kind of watch TV. Well, I've been watching TV. I haven't been reading. I I feel like I do either or. I'm either in like a major TV show phase. Like when I was watching Bridgerton, Mm -hmm. you can't, you will not catch me with the book in my hand. But I am, I am in currently watching the Kardashians. I rebuke it. Should I admit that? I don't know, but I am. And do I enjoy admit it? Admit it? Do. What's so wrong with it? Um, well, I just feel like people are like very judgy about it. I personally, obviously I don't care because I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's like, you're so dumb for watching that, good for you, sucker. I don't think that you'd be dumb for watching it. It's just, you're going to get the super, super legalistic people who are like, focus on what is good and holy. And I cannot believe I do. that. I do. <laughs> I, I, I also, okay. You can't tell me though. My takeaways from the show like are pretty interesting. Well, that's the thing we are. My, in my defense, we do in our defense, I should say we do social commentary. So we can't necessarily put our head in the sand and not know what's going on. So like my job is to have a take on things. Like whether y'all know it or not, like we get paid to do what we're doing right now. And I also feel like since we're basically in the in the midst of like transitioning 
almost like our career, I find it very interesting because I'm not watching the new Kardashians. I'm watching reruns of Keeping Up. And I find it very interesting to see how they literally shifted their careers in front of our faces with it's almost like we didn't even realize they did that uno reverse on us yeah and it's <laughs> so interesting to watch how they've maintained relevancy through through the years mm-hmm. and like how kim started out who she is now and how she's really changed a lot of how we perceive her to be from where she started mm-hmm. um and even the work she used to do back in the day it almost feels like it was erased and then the sisters going coming from kim's sisters to like now being their own people it's just very interesting and, and what in what ways have you found that to be like a redemptive quality, something that you're taking and learning? Like what commentary as of like, as far as you are right now in whatever season you're watching, what have you learned from them that you can glean on us? Have I learned from them? Mm-hmm. Um, like what's changed? What changed from like how it first started to like where you are right now? Because I know you're also watching like the very new one that's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, I guess that's true. I do watch the new one, but the episodes come out, I guess, every week. And then I watch on Hulu, so I think I get it like even later. But I've really been into keeping up. I feel like the new show I'm, I don't, I'm not really that into yet. But I do find the new show to be interesting because it is like vlog style. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you mean? But they comment. It's, it's like they commentate over it. Um, like the shots just seem, well, one, it seems the camera quality is just like up here. Like it's crazy it's like everything has a blurred effect to it um but then also the way they commentate i feel like is way more like youtube style Mm. like sure they're all glam and like super dressed up but i feel like they like show their humor more it's a lot more like relaxed like just the way they move would you say that the way that they commentate in the new show is more like closer to the moment that the thing happened Oh, no, you can tell it's not. You can tell they probably commentate over a few at the same time, which also it's interesting because when I used to watch Keeping Up back in the day with like my mom and my sister when I was little, um, I didn't know anything about social media. I didn't know anything about how like media worked. But now it's interesting because I it's my it's been my job. So I'm like, oh, I can tell that they filmed or they shot all of this in one lump sum right. and commentated commentated over each moment, which I think is it's interesting. About what they're wearing we too. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we do that. Um, well, it's nothing wrong. It's not like it's a scandalous thing though, because oh, no. they're just reflecting on. Right, right. I would say too, like the camera work. It seems like it's closer. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's the quality, but it seems well, like it, they have more mobility. The new one shooting. is almost shot like The Office mm. or something. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. yeah. And I, I really like the style. Um, but I would say back then, Kim did a lot of like, um, I guess, like boudoir shoots, like lingerie shoots and stuff. And she like really leaned into that since the ta- when the tape was exposed and all of that. I feel like that's just what she was known for, whether that's like, I mean, it's probably not what she wanted to be known for, but it's kind of what she fell into because of being exposed. Um Whereas now, I guess at the time I didn't realize that she actually kind of did lean in that into that to like make her name, to like make her known. Like she did a lot of calendar shoots that were like in lingerie and stuff. And so although she didn't want to be known for the tape, she used it to her advantage. And then now, um, although maybe people wouldn't call her modest, I would say she's much more modest now than she was then when she had to play off of the tape. Modesty has some nuance in it, too, nowadays. Well, especially secular modesty. I don't even know if that's a thing, but Mm -hmm. 
I don't I don't know if Kim claims to be Christian or what, but um, well, that was praying in that episode where Kanye delivered the. Oh, they they all they've always prayed since like the beginning, um, but yeah, I just I think it's so interesting. That's interesting. On the even, point even of Courtney, Courtney's like love story of being with Scott and getting pregnant, and okay, Al Grayson, um, and now being with what's the guy she's with now? Um, you asked Travis me. Barker. <laughs> She um, asked me. <laughs> sorry. You know who she's with now. I, I, I knew, but I just thought it was funny that like you asked me. Yeah. Like, I'd just be. And I, I also up. just love love. And I, I I hope that it is genuine and like she really is happy now. And I just love that she didn't settle for somebody that couldn't be there for her. So yeah, call me. I always keep saying, I told my friends, one thing about me, I will be keeping up. <laughs> yeah, Kaylin has not been keeping up, and I wish Kaylin would have caught up um, over the past 10, 15 years because then I would have never done it on YouTube. I've been so ignorant to reality TV. The last reality TV show that I watched was Jersey Shore. And now that I slightly keep up, you know, at my peripheral, have y'all seen that meme where it's like the husband's? Be oh, you want to sell the joke? I'm you go ahead. Kick you because I told you, you about that. No, movie. I saw it on Twitter too. Oh, but go, okay, ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, go um, where the husbands are like at the edge of the living room, like looking at the TV, but they're just like, I can't believe you watch whatever it is that you're watching while they like stand there and never leave and like kind of know everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of that husband, except I'll walk out. Like I don't really like, I don't like reality TV like that. Um, I'm way more interested in the stuff that I consume on YouTube um macroeconomic stuff all that like that's my entertainment which is good for me because it's also like what i do for business um but as far as keeping up with the kardashians i just did not understand the cultural impact they had um not only just as far as like people getting their lips done getting their butts done um and trying to do that body type and all that but also the career path that they allowed for people like us to have like that they pioneered and trailblazed as far as influencing. Because for all intents and purposes, these people don't have a skill or talent that they are monetizing, except for influencing at first. Um, now, you know, they have different businesses. You can call them moguls and entrepreneurs and all that. But like, they're pretty much the pinnacle of what an influencer is. Um, and now obviously, you know, Kim doing the whole lawyer thing and all that, but y'all, I think I understand what I'm saying. Um, and that's exactly kind of like where we are, where we've been able to do a heck of a lot, have a lot of opportunities. But if you asked us, Oh, like, what are you an expert in? Like, what do you do? It's like, Oh, we are, we are influencers. So if I would have been able to watch them for the past 10, 15 years, I would have been able to see the trajectory that I was heading on and also the ceiling. And I don't want to be who they are. I don't want to do what they do. And it's crazy now that we're like, I want to say halfway there, but for lack of better metrics, halfway there. And now that I've come to, I look at our, our, what would you, you wouldn't call it a discography. You call it a, our catalog of content that we've produced. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is giving early keeping up. Yeah, like having to use something you don't, you know, or I guess Kim was exposed for it. Um, 
or not exposed for it, but something about her was exposed that she would have rather kept private, but then ended up having to use it. It's kind of like giving pranks Mm -hmm. of like, Oh yeah. That's something we chose to do and you have to play off of it to like get some sort of relevancy so that you can end up doing what you actually want to do, which is Kim and all of her, her entire family now can do a lot of what they want to do because of where they started. But it's now every influencer and the ones who are the most relevant and have like the most followers and get the most attention are the ones who effectively do that Chris Jenner drama concoction the best and releasing of it. But I'd say the more insidious thing about it and the thing that makes me kind of sick is you can only create and curate so many different storylines manually. Like how you were saying how they got the chickens in the beginning and uh, different stuff like that. But you also have to find a way to control the narrative of the real life stuff that happens in your life. And by doing that, you start anticipating real life and then you start curating how you want people to perceive it. And that's where it gets weird. That's where you start to not see yourself in the greater narrative that you're trying to perpetuate to whatever audience. And that's fine if you, you know, can do that on TV, kind of fine. I know Courtney has some issues with it. Um, Being able to distinguish, you know, herself from her real life from the life that they're showing. But influencers don't have the teams to really remove ourselves from the work that is creating the narrative of whatever our life is and then using our real life. So when something real happens, like always happens, right. you, you just end up doing like the Logan Paul thing where you just, you're just in it. You're just in it. And I mean, if anybody has rewatched Keeping Up as an adult, I mean, every episode I watch, I'm pretty sure is scripted and fake. Mm. I'm like, I, I'm like, this has got this. I don't believe any of it to be real except the Courtney and Scott stuff. I do believe that to be real, but I think that they, since Scott was not a Kardashian or Jenner, they kind of let him be that way and probably wanted best for Courtney, but also were like, this will be the truth aspect. And then everything else will just be fake. Mm. And I feel like the fact that it's like, and they got sacrificed. The Scott things like, so it's so, so obvious, so obviously has to be real that it kind of distracts from like, Oh, this has to be fake. The rest of the show has to be fake. He took the most damage. Like if you look at the new seasons, who looks like they've been through the ringer the most, it's Scott. Like he looks the most humanly distraught. Well, he's more than anybody else. Courtney, was like goodbye i think he's distraught because of that but also because who he actually was throughout the past two decades really um was actually portrayed online in its real form and obviously there's going to be an angle there but he was the sacrificial lamb that basically got drug and then you kind of start being the villain and playing into it so he just looked he looked bad in my opinion um but maybe he was tired but I just saw him talking to Chloe in the in the and kitchen. I think he is actually sad. Yeah. But I think that Scott is every influencer who gets overexposed on online and is underdeveloped because so much of the growth process. I mean, they were probably young 20 years ago. Like I'm probably the age that they were when they first started. 
So no, he's like, actually 26 in the yeah. very beginning. I'm about to be 25. It's like, could you imagine your next 15 years being recorded in every mistake? And also like them exaggerating your mistakes to like make you the scapegoat. Not to say, again, I can't defend him. I don't really know what happened and all that. But I just see a person who just looks like they just got wrecked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also begs the question, like, why are people like Rob and then all of the Jenner kids not a part of the new stuff? Kendall and Kylie are. I know Kendall and Kylie are, but like everyone else. They've never been. Where's Rob? Is Rob on there? No, but that's just his own thing. But it's it kind of begs the question, like, if you have the opportunity to have so much influence and then leverage it in a in a way that the, the concept was already proved by your literal blood family, all you have to do is show up and be a part of that. Why would you not be a part of it? Especially when I you think were he's in the be beginning. taken care of regardless. You're going to be taken care of. But at this point, do you think they're still doing it for money? No. Nope. Why are they, why are they still why are why are they still trying to keep up? <laughs> why are they still trying to make us keep up with them? At that at that point, what is the goal? But I mean, it, it's bound to happen that eventually somebody in the family wants to have privacy, and I think Rob just wants privacy. I mean, he hasn't been even spotted publicly. Which one do you think is worth more? What? Now that you have you know, a little bit of money, got a little bit of attention, do you think that privacy is as priceless as people will like claim it to be after they get so famous? Yeah. You think they'd rather be broke and oh, private? No, no, no. I think that they are like, okay, let me get my money, secure the bag, and then go private. I think that that's so like, oh, you want to have your cake and eat it too. Like, oh, yeah. you wanted to leverage all this attention that you got off of us lying, us creating these storylines. Oh, then I even think after about. After you got us hooked, you just want to, oh, get away from me. Uh, uh, like, I even think about actors and stuff, but I don't think Rob did that. I think. Oh, no, no, he did. The shows have always been centered around the girls. The audience is women. And um, after he had his own show with China, they're having legal issues right now. And it's he's just, I feel like he's just over it. Do you think that the Kardashian women have done good things for feminism or bad? <laughs> Don't ask me that. Why? I <laughs> Do I think the Kardashians answer from the secular perspective first and then the Christian woman perspective? Because from my point of view, I see how the Kardashian, how everything is kind of Kardashian esque at this point in both worlds. Um, I don't know. I could say give like a definitive answer. I want to say no on both ends, because, again, it's it, it would be different if they were like creating narratives and you know creating like being the person for like look at me for the body that you want or the lifestyle you want um but I feel like so much of it is so fake that it's like I I don't even I don't I can't even say like I don't even I don't know the the way I perceive them it can't it can't even be real like there's no way okay so maybe let's make it more personal then so not in like a commentary perspective, um, commenting on their effect on society, but to yourself, you've kept up enough to probably be able to see how they've influenced you at various different times in your life when you're younger, now that you're older, or maybe the lack thereof of influence that they may have on you now. Um, do you think that that was a good thing to be watching as a young girl 
did you ever have like any insecurities from seeing them or any were you ever internalizing no i thought it was hilarious you're laughing at them or with them with them what about the jokes that were made about them were you laughing at the jokes or what jokes were that were made about them just about basically kim being talentless um oh i didn't know about that at the time oh so you just saw the show you saw none of the commentary about it yeah no yeah I was watching a video that was talking about how the Kardashians have actually been bad for feminism and how it seems noble and good on the surface, seeing the mobility that women can have to start businesses and do all that. But if it's at the expense of, uh, you could say, mutilating your body and then perpetuating an image that is unattainable for women, now you're kind of setting women back in that regard. And if your businesses are built on a capitalistic model where you're just feeding consumerism and materialism, now you have a whole nother problem. And then the dishonesty that comes from creating narratives. Like we have to talk more about that. The Kardashian-esque or the Kardashian-ification of <laughs> our, the way we all post and the way that we try and curate our images on our social media profiles is so Kardashian on the Kardashians. We blame them. That's crazy. We, we blame them because they are, they are our modern day influences for what the, like what the top of this is. Like they are the Queens. They don't care though. They I don't. swear they don't care. Um, well, I also feel like some of them, I almost feel like some of them have like a vengeance, like Chloe, I feel like the way she moves on social media and the work she's gotten done, I feel like she actually owes, feels like the public owes her an apology. Well, Chloe, if if Scott was the scapegoat of the drama and I guess kind of um, epitomizing toxic masculinity and um, imprisoning a woman in her prime and like trapping her with kids or whatever and like her not really being in love with you, but trying to stay with you. Is because that the storyline? I think that there's some. No, I definitely think she loved him. That. But it's still toxic. Like it's oh, a toxic yeah, he situation. was toxic for sure. So I think he is kind of playing that angle or that character in that storyline. Chloe, I think unintentionally, this is the unintentional consequence. And again, I'm just thinking out loud, right? This is just a conversation. I think Chloe is exactly what happens to most women who are heavily influenced by the Kardashians and don't naturally have that look. Why? They mutilate themselves so much that they are almost indistinguishable from who they formerly were. And here's the kicker. Chloe and the Kardashians can afford the best surgeons. and She still ends up kind of looking how she does, which is not how she first looked. And you can you know, make your decisions on how you think she looks. What about the average Joe? I think what's more shocking to me the is average that Jane. like, I think Chloe looks amazing. I think even when she was in keeping up, she looked amazing. I think it's just sad that she went to such extreme measures to change herself. But I think the part that shocks me is that even with all of the work that all of them have gotten done, they still edit their pictures mm. and they, they still fine tune things and face tune things and get rid of cellulite. And it's, 
it's like I think that communicates more to me than the transformation photos you see like this is how Kylie used to look and this is how she looks now and I'm like okay but even how she looks now she's like they still are not happy with their appearance and the way that they look that's what just gets me because I agree with you that Chloe looked fine but in saying someone x looks fine it implies like it's almost like overcompensating on the back end to make up for the shortcoming that they have where they are on the front end. And it's just like, no, I'm not trying to do that. Like Chloe was fine. You know, she looked fine, especially 10, 15 years ago. Like she looked just like everybody else. I think what's unfortunate is this slow, I would call it regression. They would probably call it progression into getting these surgeries in order to attain whatever look that you think that you're going to attain and then you're just never satisfied. Yeah. And like, that's just not healthy. It's not. But, you know, to each their own. I'm not trying to, I don't and own I'm her. Not even so. like, I'm not even against people getting like work done or plastic surgery or anything like that. But I think when it turns into like this never ending satisfaction of like, I, I want skin to be tighter and I just like no signs of aging. It just gets a little wild to me. Like I've even seen people on TikTok saying like, don't drink through the straw because like when you get old, your lips will be wrinkly. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to be old. Like I'm going to want, my lips are going to be wrinkly. Like I'm going to want my lips to be wrinkly. I'm, I'm so I'm sick old. of, I'm so sick of people. The same people who gave us paper straws are now talking about don't slurp a straw. <laughs> the, same people, the, same people, <laughs> the same people that forced out plastic straw. They ruin everything. They ruin oh everything. Gosh, I, I reserve the right, though, to be brutally honest when people get botched. I think that they need to hear it. And I think that they need to hear it before they go further down. Like they need we got to have a more honest conversation uh, with our friends and people like just as a culture so that they don't do this stuff. Because you cannot sit here and lie to your friends and say, oh, your lips look so good or your cheeks look so good if they're botched. Because that's lying to them. And that's dangerous. Some of, some of these people don't be needing this stuff done. They look just fine. Like we're talking peak, peak. Like as far as what most people would say is possible for them. And then they go do something. So are you against any? No, no, no. Okay. I don't get to decide what people do. But I do get to have my opinion. And I just think that it's so disingenuous when people only share the good side, even if they believe it, but when they lie to people's face, puffed up faces and say, oh, girl, that's so that's so nice. Oh, dude, you look so good. And it's just like, fam, you got to be talking like that and got no expression at all. And it's like. For as many people that are in their life that are only telling them good, even if those people think they are bad, are there, is there even one person in their life like, look, I know you're not going to like me saying this, but this last time you went, it went too far. Don't go. It's not funny. It's, it's really I'm not, not trying to be mean. It's but not, like, no, okay. It's not funny, but in my mind right now, I'm thinking about how, how marketing really has been. There's been like this huge trend I've noticed even in sunscreen. Like the number one thing that causes aging is the sun. So you need this sunscreen to prevent aging. And it's like, you going to die. We are <laughs> going to age. Like 
I just think that women, I don't know how, I don't know about men, but I know that me as a woman on social media are, I am so heavily marketed to for anti-aging, just products, anti-aging topics, how to fight, you know, getting smile lines. And it's just like, do people really think that old people are ugly? Like people who age age naturally? I don't think they do, but I think that for some reason, I think that the fear of aging, it's created like this artificial fear. I don't think people think, oh, I don't think most women think old women are ugly or not to be desired. Um, But I do think that marketing has created like this false sense of urgency in us to be doing everything we can to like fight against looking old when we are old. Like even getting baby Botox Mm -hmm. um, to like as a preventative measure i'm like i'm all for that though like as long as it is actually um not going to be like give you adverse side effects health-wise like fam which i don't my forehead i would would get a little bit of botox for the, the, the the line all that like i'm not against none of that it's when it's just the gateway Right. Like, oh, if I did that, now I'm going to change my ear shape. I think when you like s- literally start to hate the way that you look and you have the means to take these measures, you're willing to take them as far as possible because you have this fear of looking a certain way that you don't want to look versus having a healthy mindset of like, okay, yeah, I do notice I'm already getting like deep wrinkles across my forehead. I don't really like how it looks. Let me get some Botox or baby Botox and you know, have a boundary. Mm-hmm. And I, I've met women and I know women who have lip filler and Botox and it looks amazing. Like you literally would not be able to know. I'd say um, more often than not, people look great with yeah. the fillers and the Botox. Right. I, I, I feel like most women nowadays like do have it. Um, but my, I guess my worry is that it gets taken too far and it's coming out of a place of hating how you look and it just becomes this spiral. Like some women I think deal with spiraling thoughts about ourselves of like, okay, I'm so unhappy. Oh, it's because people hate me. I I can't make friends. And so it just becomes like the spiral of literally self-hate. But I also think women do that with how we look like, oh, look at this cellulite. Oh, look at, oh man, this is probably why I can't get a boyfriend. Well, let me go do this and this and this and this. And oh, I saw this on social media and I don't want to, and it just becomes a spiral. And so we have to stop it. If we know how to stop it when intelligently, like our thoughts about how people perceive us, if we can stop it in that moment or even our emotions, you know, oh, I feel sad today. Okay, well now I'm just going to be I'm just going to sulk in my sadness and feel awful about my life and feel awful about myself. A lot of us have learned how to stop those thoughts pretty instantly, but we don't really think to stop that when we think about how we view ourselves, Mm. like our wrinkles or our cellulite or our fat on our bodies. Like we just go into a downward spiral of hating ourselves. And when you have the means to stop it, stop it and to get Botox and do work on yourselves, it just, it's, it's, unfortunate i think it's just a sad place to be in i just don't think people are truly ready to really deal with it because in order to deal with it i think you have to unplug from the matrix yeah i think that people are heavily influenced by what they see and again it's kardashian-esque it's the kardashianification of our entire generation where i just genuinely don't believe that if most people 
were living, if we were living in an, an agrarian culture where people lived miles away from each other with no social media, that people would be this hyper fixated on how they look. Right. I think that our society, our culture has failed older people and people who are aging and has made it seem like just because you're young that you are the standard of beauty. What is a beauty standard anyway? None of us even look like each other like that. And then only the older women that have like smooth skin and only a few wrinkles. It's like, I want to look like you when I get old. It's like, why? Like literally, why do we think that way? And I think it also has to do with the side of internet that you live on. Like this girl had messaged me and was like, oh my gosh, I'm fighting for my life to not get a BBL because I see everyone having them. And I'm like, I literally on my social media, I do not see people with BBLs. Like I don't follow the Kardashians. I don't follow people that like have this body that they've gotten work done on. Like I just don't see stuff like that. So I never feel the pressure to, of like, oh my, is my butt big enough or whatever? Is mm-hmm. like, are my boobs big enough? I just, if you don't see it, you really start to think less about it. It's it's the famous uh, saying, show me a person who does this and I'll show you a person who does that it's show me a person who has a bbl and i'll show you and i'll show you a person who follows somebody who has a bbl show me a person who is botched and i'll show you a person who follows tons of people who are botched it's you are influenced by what you see period so it would behoove us to pay more attention to who we're listening to who we're watching and that's why i disconnected from the kardashians and I think even, okay, even if you do feel like, oh, I really want to get Botox though, Caitlin and Kyra, like I really want to get Botox. I really been thinking about getting the lip filler. You better go get I your lips filled say, up. <laughs> I, would say, I would say for like a month, unfollow all of the people that you feel have, that have been really heavily influencing you and follow people that have natural bodies, no Botox, no filler, and then come back to me and let me know how you feel. Because I remember on TikTok, I had said like, basically when I decided that I'm not going to shave my legs or my armpits for a long time, because I felt, I felt like I held some kind of standard, even for myself of like, if I had body hair, like I just felt gross. And I was like, why do I feel that way? Well, because growing up, if you had body hair, you were just like dirty and unkept, which Mm. body hair is so natural. I don't, I didn't want to feel that way about myself of like, oh, I'm like, if I, if I went to the gym and I wore like a sports bra top, which I did every time I went to the gym, I'm like embarrassed that I'm like, oh my gosh, people are probably looking at my underarms. First of all, dude, no, they're not. Second of all, do something so that you don't think that way about yourself. Mm-hmm. So I stopped shaving <laughs> and had to like just deal with it, deal with it. And it was in the middle of summer. So it's not like I could hide my legs and I just don't even have that insecurity anymore. Shoot, I had to it, deal with it. Yeah. I had to deal with it. And I'm like, I Ew, hair gross. <laughs> yeah. It, it was super weird because I was used ah! to having like literally <laughs> no hair <laughs> Um, but I do think that there are ways to reverse insecurities that we've put on ourselves. Oh yeah. I used to want, I used to want lip filler because mm-hmm. I used to have no top lip. I used to hate being dark skin. Oh man, I was so self-hating. Yeah. Y'all, you I know who did it? I used to want, um, what? Lauren London, ATL. I, oh my gosh. T I and M. When I saw light skinned people, I was like, wow, everybody loves the light skins. I need to be light skinned. I don't have colored eyes. You know who saved me? Mm-hmm. You, start, <laughs> you start seeing bomb dark skinned people like all the because it was the thing where it's like when you're self-hating you don't even want to like be with somebody who's like your skin tone or darker mm-hmm. right so growing up it was just like yeah i'm not even dating black people like 
self-hating as a mug. And I reversed that self-hate and that insecurity by like, first of all, the Kardashians have fetishized black men. So it just changed the, the dating game for black people. But when you start to, again, not in the cultural way, but in the who you were created in God's image way, love yourself. And then you see your people, you see and, and disconnect from what society is trying to say is the beauty standard and the type of people that you should want to be with and the quote trophy wife or trophy girlfriend that you should have. And you just allow yourself to be attracted to what you're attracted to. Man, man, I, I eliminated preference and I'm just saying like, (laughs) okay. Okay. Now going from going away from that and now applying it to a Christian male perspective in marriage. I think a lot of insecurity that women have is because they've been cheated on or they know somebody who's been cheated, who's been cheated on, or they know somebody who's older who got cheated on or somebody younger. And I just think that it is wise for Christian men and women to not subject ourselves to uh, not only like beauty standards, but also the lust standards that the world creates. Because in my own experience, as I've stopped watching porn, as I've stopped undressing and checking out every girl that walks by, it gives me innocent eyes for my wife. So when it's time to be turned on, you can actually be turned on. And I think a lot of the ED, erectile dysfunction that even happens with men, is the oversaturation with all that, all that the world is trying to offer you um, in order to make you lust towards them. So when we guard ourselves, guard our hearts, guard our eyes, um, it just works out for our benefit in our relationships. And then the, the unintended consequence of that for the women and the men who have partners that are guarding themselves, you feel secure in them and you don't have to, what am I trying to say? You don't have to, you don't really feel compelled to go and change anything about yourself because there's no net benefit from that. Like you're already loved the way that you are. You're not being penalized because you're aging. So you can just age the way that you were destined to. Yeah. Stop trying to reverse stuff and just let it happen. Don't, don't want to reverse this. I remember after I had Carter, I felt like it got fast forward a little too quickly. I was Mm. like, whoa, 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 whoa. I went from having very small boobs to like, obviously your boobs grow when you're pregnant and afterwards they weren't even i only breastfed for five days so it really wasn't that bad but i was like oh my gosh like this cannot be real like i need a lift i literally was like i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna for real do it i'm not kidding and then when we moved to texas you could could still do it after i had kai kai i was like I think that I want to do this, but I'm terrified of actually going into surgery. And also I scar really badly. I always have. So I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't my best bet. Cause I didn't want to get implants. I just wanted to get a lift. But then I was like, I, something's telling me, but then I also thought like, okay, well, if I have the scar underneath, well, then I probably need to get an implant so that it's a little bit larger. So you can't see the scar. You know what I mean? Um, so then I was like, wait, this is like getting taken way too far for like my personal preference. Like in my mind, I was like, 
how did I even end up here? And then I started to feel like, what if all of this is a trend? Like, what if all of these things that we're doing to our bodies are just trends? And I've seen the videos of people getting their implants taken out. And then obviously you're left with like a lot of loose skin or you can get a lift, but all of that skin has to get taken off. So then you end up with like even smaller boobs, which I started with a double A cup. So I literally was not even, I was not even worried about it. I've, I've seen it all. I feel like, um, and I was like, well, what if this is all a trend? And what if I am actually just being influenced by the women I see getting mommy makeovers and getting the implants and getting the lifts? Um, And so then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to unfollow everybody who's doing that stuff. Oh, wow. You tested this. Yeah. Well, I just did it again um, literally last month. What was the reason this time? I just got, I I just don't want to see products all the time okay so i unfollowed influencers this last time i did it um but anyway i unfollowed everybody who was getting work done like if any kind and like the desire to do any work to myself like left and i i literally was looking in the mirror <laughs> like two days ago and i was like i look great like i can't believe i thought about yeah like I would have scars and like the healing process would have been really hard and like who knows like what i would have done and i'm like my boobs look great like I was literally, that's what I would have walked you through. Like as soon as you were ready to whatever, like I meant that to me at that time, I would have walked you through the, who are you listening to? Who mm-hmm. are you influenced by? Cause that's all, all the time. Right. That's what it is. And even with guys, like guys, a lot of people don't even know, but guys, gym guys, gym rat guys deal with the body dysmorphia, like no other. Like I've had guys project their body insecurity on me. Cause they'll be like, Oh, big muscle head guy. And I'm like looking at them and they're big muscle head. And they're just like, Oh, Kaylin, why don't you, why don't you, you know, go, go lift weights and get bigger. And I'm just like, because I quite like how I look like legit secure, like lockdown pad. Like I'm fine. (laughs) And living Um, where we live, I feel like everybody has a boob job. And I, I literally am like, how can you tell great? What do you mean how you can tell? Kyra be knowing everything about everybody. Like, I'm like, she be knowing when people you, drunk, so she be knowing when they high, she be knowing when they got boob jobs, she be knowing when they got injections, and I just be over here <laughs> not knowing nothing. How do you be knowing this? Well, sometimes they're still hard. Like they're still, they haven't dropped yet. Mm. You can tell. But yeah, I'm, I'm always like, oh, I'm just, I'm women, so women can tell because y'all, y'all probably, yeah, it, it's literally, you can apply it to anything. Recently I did it for influencers. I was just tired of always seeing products or feeling like I needed to buy something or in order to like maintain my relevance on social media, then I need to have like the latest product to show and like talk about, you know, discount codes and whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so lame. Like I remember when I went to Hawaii, I felt so much freedom because I was just off my phone the entire time. And I was like, the flex is actually living life. Come on now. And I don't have to be in Hawaii to do that. And neither do you. Like I can do that from my apartment, reading my book, making sure I'm drinking enough water, you know, just like going to the grocery store, the small things like actually living life versus feeling like, I don't know. I just hate that. I hate feeling like I need something. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I'm always fasting from different things. That's why I just Uno reversed on everybody. Oh, Kaylin, why didn't you delete the vlogs? Why didn't you vlog anymore? Kaylin, Kaylin, you're walking away from money and losing money. You're going to go broke. And I'm just like, I'd rather go broke and live my life semi-privately at this point than be more rich and have to vlog every day or every week and, and have to. 
mind you have to, because I'm still going to do this. But like, if I don't want to, I just won't. And I'll just deal with the consequences. One thing about us, we will not be in no chains. Come on now. I was, who the sun set free is free indeed. I am no longer <laughs> a slave. <sighs> y'all, anyway, hopefully y'all enjoyed our um, review of the Kardashians on Hulu. If you guys want to watch it, use our uh, Hulu comments plan. I wish. <laughs> hey. Hulu just sent a bunch of people to a Bieber concert. So, or Speak some it. goodies kind of concert. So. Speak it. Was there any black people that they sent there? Hulu, fix it. Don't try to get <laughs> Fix it. Fix it. You know Juneteenth. Hey. And hey it now. was in Austin. And I'm like. These I brands be so drove. fake. <laughs> brands that will never be hitting us up no other time of the year. They're hitting us up right before Juneteenth. Stop. fix it <laughs> that Mavs game is today fix it shoot <laughs> anyway y'all thanks for hanging out with us uh hopefully y'all got something out of this conversation <sighs> listen you don't got change for nobody be you some of the stuff is trends and just like y'all be changing stuff every 10 years in y'all house y'all houses they got some fixtures that could be taken out your body don't really change like that can't bounce back the way y'all thinking it is Stop putting stuff on it. Stop taking stuff out of it. Just be you. Okay? Okay. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us once again. And as we always say, let's, let's keep, keep growing, growing together. together.